is an orphanage in Kampala in the slums. Uh, there were 70 children in there. It was very crowded, uh, and the conditions were pretty bad, and they had not much food and things like that. Um, we managed to arrange sponsorship for some of the children. We'd like to sponsor more. Um, we arranged that through a charity called Empower a Child, who are a very Christian ch children's charity out in Uganda, in the city on the ground out there, uh, run by Ugandans. Um, it's very, very good, and they have a lot of people going out there, young people actually, and they um, they proclaim the gospel to, to the, the youngsters. It, it's a charity that... Um, is more or very much for the young people who go out there as well as for the children that get the sponsorship and they do the work with. So that was a few years ago. Um, following that, a couple, I think it was last year actually, I went out separately with a separate group and went to work in a little hospital near the Congo border, the DRC border in the mountains out there. Very, very beautiful. Uh, but very poor, and um, I did some work out there, and because of my job and what I do here, I've felt drawn to a small prison that is nearby. So I went to visit them, and I really felt that that was where my heart was, that was what I should be doing, that was my reason for going there. So I went again last year, and I managed to help, or with the help of one of the local nurses who set up an outreach, a medical outreach from the hospital to the prisoners, giving the prisoners who live in appalling conditions, um, giving them some kind of health checks, uh, and we check them for high blood pressure, we check them for diabetes, and we check them for mental health issues, because um, if they have a mental health problem, that can affect the way they process through court. Uh, some people are, it's a remand prison, and the prison is, some prisoners can be there for up to six months, which isn't too bad. Some places it's two years um, before they go to court. And quite often they are released without any charge, so they have their freedom taken away for all that time. They live in atrocious conditions with very limited water. Um, often there's not a lot of food. The building they live in is awful. Um, so uh, I did hear a story actually, one of the guys had a story, one of the chaplains from the hospital had a story where he was in town and somebody ran past him that had stolen something from one of the stores. Anyway, the police turned up and they caught this guy and they said to this chap, well, you must have had an accomplice, you can't have been on your own there. And apparently the chap just looked around and said, oh, it was him, just randomly pointed at somebody who they then took into the prison, into the prison. And he was just there for absolutely no reason at all. And he, he couldn't provide for his family during that time. He, you know, but anyway, um, I've done some work with a charity called African Prisons Project who try and improve the life of prisoners out there as well. So all of that taken into consideration this trip uh, over the last two weeks was a friend of mine decided to come with me. Between us, we sponsor a girl who has cerebral palsy who goes to a school in Kampala. She really, really wanted to meet her and um, do some work with her and bits and pieces. And this girl had never had a birthday, so she didn't know when her birthday was. Um, there's no register of her birth at all. She th we think she's around about 19 years old now. And because she couldn't get to 
school because she couldn't walk. Her education has been very limited. So um, she's now been in this school for a year. Last year when I saw her, she, we had to have a translator. She couldn't speak English. This year, she's, com she's got conversation. She can chat to us, and she, it's, it's brilliant to see the progress. Um, so we went and spent some time with her, and we visited the orphanage. And then the second week, we went across to the hospital, and we spent some time there. And I was able to do some work at the prison as well and provide them with a water tank, uh, which the government had given them, but it cost a lot of money to get installed. They hadn't got the money to get in, to install it, but we'd been given donations by various friends. So we were able to pay for that to happen. So hopefully that will be done this week. And I should get some photographs. Thank you. Um, Carol helped out in the hospital. Uh, again, with children with cerebral palsy. The problems out there, you know, children out there, it's very often very late before they get treated. Whereas here, they would be treated very soon and they would have lots of input and physiotherapy and stuff. But out there, they don't get that for a long time because it's expensive. Um, so often, they're in very poor condition when they do turn up. So she was able to help with that, among a hundred other things that we, we got around to doing as well. Um, I met a chap there who is involved in the prisons. There's five little prisons, or fairly big prisons out there and in that area, and he's involved there. He himself was a prisoner for 70 days a few years ago, and it changed his life. He felt God call him to um, help prisoners, so that's what he's doing, and he's setting up things like microfinance for prisoners who've been released. He's trying to get them integrated into the community. He's trying to improve nutrition for mothers with babies who are in prison because they only get one meal between them. And for prisoners with on who have HIV, who have the medication, the antiretrovirals, but it, they need to be nourished, well nourished, to be able to tolerate it. So uh, he's trying to improve nutrition for that. So there's tons and tons and tons of stuff going on, and I'm really excited because I I love going there. It's a place where people have very little, but they have Jesus. I think it's 80% of the population are, would call themselves Christian and are practicing Christian and go to church. I think it's about maybe 9-10% are Muslim and they, everybody gets on fine together. And um, only about 10% in the cities mostly don't really profess too much of a faith um, because it's very the city's worldly, Kampala is a worldly place and people do have more. But when you do see people who don't have anything, but they're happy because they know Jesus and because they know God and they know God in their life and they know that he provides for them and they trust him to provide for them. People there, you know, they know what it's like to be hungry and have nothing in the cupboard, absolutely nothing. No, just about everybody, I would say, probably knows what it's like. And I can't say I know it like. But when I come back home and I see people here and we've got so much stuff, and we're not happy. We're not happy in the same way. Um, it just, I just, I love going out there because I feel like I can do something to help. And um, yeah, God is very present there. It's, uh, they have a place called Prayer Mountain. I don't know if anybody's heard of Prayer Mountain or World Trumpet Vision. World Trumpet Mountain. Isn't it? Yes. Um, John Malindi and Paul Daniels. Uh, Mark Daniels, I think it is. Um, 
and they pray for their country and they've set up altars of prayer around the country. And when you, you can feel the presence of God there, we feel that we say that the, the veil is thin between heaven and earth in that country. And people in Uganda say that when God goes on holiday, he goes to Uganda. It's, it's just that kind of place. It's a very blessed place. Countries around it are in turmoil, but the country there, because of the strength of prayer and the power of the prayer and the presence of God in that place, it's safe, it's secure, people are protected, although it does need continued prayer. Um, so really, that's just a little snapshot of my, my trip. I will be going back again next year um, to work hopefully with Godfrey, the chap I met this time in the other prisons, um, and to just see what what you can do. It's, it's hard to go there and not respond, um, especially when you come back home and you see everything that you've got. So, yeah, so I hope that wasn't too garbled, um, but uh, it's just a little, little snapshot of what I've been up to the last couple of weeks.